Visionaries, season three, intro episode, episode 33, 34. Don't quote me on this. I'll, I'll figure it out later. Wow. My brother, Timmy Ariza. Wow. Say hi to the people, bro. What up, people? <laughs> He's nervous. <laughs> it is an honor to be here, bro. Bro, Seriously. it's an honor to have you, man. You are one of my favorite people. You're one of my favorite Genuinely. People. Like, Just real. your heart, bro. Like, Bro, we've been live for 20 seconds. It'll make me cry right now. Dude, you're... I, your consistency with this thing is is insane. Yeah. We're, it's insane. We're at a undisclosed location. I came all the frick way over here. Get this. This bro, is important to me. You're this is I was telling you earlier, bro, like if you haven't been here, you're not gang. Yeah. Like if, where if we're at right now. Where we're at right now. If you haven't been here, we're at the church I grew up at. If yeah. you haven't been here, you're not gang. <laughs> you're not gang. I'm honored, bro. Yeah. So the fact this that is, you're here, bro, like this is this is where it all started. Like this is, this is where where the journey started. It's kind of yeah. kind of poetic how we're doing this. It is. Right it now. is. It is. Yeah. Honestly, when I thought about that, I was like, God, oh, this is kind of. It's actually kind of wild that we're here right now. Yeah, man. Um, man, visionaries, what's what's going on? I haven't heard heard from y'all, or I haven't posted anything, any new episodes since July. This this is probably gonna air like September. Wow. Ish. So happy September for people. But I've talked about. Uh, I talked about John last time about potentially changing the vibe a little bit. So um yeah, to me. I've been I've been wanting you on since I started this thing, bro. But Dude, we're here. We made it happen. We made it happen. Finally. Um bro, I kinda wanna tell tell people the story of uh how we know each other and then we'll go into tell the story. The whole vibe. Tell Can, the story. So I'm I'm a so I moved to Tulsa in twenty twenty and you're leading you're leading at Victory. Mm-hmm. And I had just gone on like a random like my dad had came and uh, my auntie used to go there, so I think y'all had Saturday service. Yeah, bro, you were leading the heck out of the anthem, Clan of Shakers. <laughs> yeah. I felt I felt something. And I just connected <laughs> with you immediately. Um, and so awesome. this was before like uh, COVID was a thing. This cool. was like January ish, yeah. and uh, so COVID kind of closes down a bunch of churches. I start kind of going to Victory a little bit, and you and I connect briefly. But then, like a year later, mm-hmm. you you're working somewhere else and you post on socials uh that you need a bass player bro i yeah. don't even play bass like that <laughs> like crazy. i play acoustic yeah i don't know what inspired you to pick me but you just like responded to me and then we chopped it up and yeah that was man 2021 either either that or 2020 yeah because i started there september 2020 um so yeah that's crazy i we were just talking about this i didn't realize that that was the first time that we like officially met i, 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 feel, I feel like, like i, I knew you, you. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know I, there's like been several people that i've met online that now we've like met in person and have hung out we were talking about a couple people yeah. earlier today but yeah you're one of those people where we like just kind of met online and yeah just kind of became homies. Like, it's crazy how that happens. Did, did we just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> uh, bro, I I don't know if you share this sentiment, but I feel like uh, Tulsa worship gang. Yeah. Like, if you're in the game, like, you know who's around. Oh, for sure. Like, you know. Yeah. The people know of each other. Yeah. Um, I think I was, I wasn't, I, I'm, I would say I'm a little bit more established now, at least relationships wise mm-hmm. and influence wise. But back then I was just, I was just trying, bro. So. Yeah. Um, that uh, that at least spoke to me a lot about like your authenticity as a person 
to like just take a chance on on me just because you personally felt like you connect with me not because I was like had a certain follower count or sang at this church or something like that so yeah Matt love bro I I appreciate that man it was thank I mean you saved me that day <laughs> <Like> I really <laughs> needed a bass player but you know I was yeah I was kind of desperate but yeah. uh no I'm I'm super grateful that you did that yeah you know and now we're here now now we're here your bros yeah cook, cooking up on the pod here we go um now you're saving me oh, let's go <laughs> let's go bro so uh i guess how this episode starts is um the question i ask everyone is yeah. if you meet a stranger they ask you what you do how are you answering that question right now i'm an artist that's that's really it yeah. um there's not really much to that mm-hmm. just i'm i'm an artist and i try to make my world and the the world around me as as beautiful as i can make it for sure um and sometimes that's with my art. Sometimes that's with helping people with their art. Um, and then sometimes it just looks like just being a good friend and just listening. That's true. You know? But I'm, I'm an artist. That's, that's I, how I describe myself. I would say practically what I observe from you is like uh, like writing your own music. Yeah. Producing your own music. Producing yeah. for other people. Yeah. Slash leading worship. Yeah. Slash modeling <laughs> for fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we, we can impact like those chapters yeah. uh, differently. So... Um, so I know your story. I don't know anything behind um, you coming to ORU, yeah. getting involved in Victory, but maybe you want to let let us in on that journey of yeah. like church and leading Absolutely. worship first. Yeah. So I mean, here we are. I mean, this is this is the church where I grew up at, and um, I started leading worship. Well, I mean, we start. I started singing at a very young age, like for as yeah. long as I can remember, like our family is very musical. There's, there's mm-hmm. just always music in our home. And, um, our dad, my sister's here. So yeah. I'm going to say what's up. Uh, live, live studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> um, our dad used to, he was like in the choir at the church that we grew up at. And so he used to just like take us to choir practice and we would just yeah. like run around like in the background, like just like, you know, messing around doing kid stuff while yeah. he was doing choir practice. But one day, I think my sister was the first one, she, like, decided to just, like, join the choir, like, and, like, start singing with them. And then me, I was like, well, if you're doing it, like, I'm going to do it too. And, like, I don't think you guys understand the visual. It was an all-adult choir and then, like, two little, like, toddlers, like, singing in the choir. Like, it was, like, Yeah, we're know, going hard. Yeah, it was, it was, like, and, like, it was just, like, became a thing. Like, we were, like, the kids in the choir, you know. Yeah. And then, like, we would sing, like, solos with our dad and stuff like that. So I started singing in church at a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. And the church that I was attending at that time was like a very tiny, like African Baptist. Like literally, the name of the church was African Baptist Church. It was like all African people. It was like a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. We sang hymns and stuff like that. It was like a very more traditional church. Yeah. Then when when I was like I don't know, like ten or eleven, we started going to this church, which is more like non denominational, and we quickly got plugged into the worship, um, yeah. just singing and. Um, when I first got started, I actually joined the band as like a background vocalist and a keys player. I was a keys player, really, which well, is wild. I I, I've never seen you play keys, really. Yeah, which is funny. Like I, that was like my thing. Like I loved playing keys. Like that was like my journey into yeah. worship. But um, I don't know. My youth pastor at the time just like saw something in me. Like I don't really know what it what it was, but he just started like kind of like pushing me to the front. Yeah. Um, and like giving me more opportunities to lead. And this is um, like teenager Timmy. Not even. I was yeah. like 11, like 12, dude. Dang, dude. Like young, young, young. Yeah. And um, just was, he just started giving me opportunities to, to lead. 
and um, as I got older, I just like was just, like leading more. He actually bought me a guitar. Like I showed up to church one day, and he was like, "Hey, here's a guitar for you." Like you didn't play me, guitar like, yet. I not really. I had I had just picked up the electric. I I got an electric guitar for my 14th birthday. Like I begged for it. I was mm-hmm. like, I want a guitar, and I and I wasn't a kid who asked for much. So like. When, my, when the yeah, one thing came up, you're exactly. Like, yeah. My dad was like, "All right, like let's make it happen." Yeah. So literally on my 14th birthday, like my dad came home from work with that guitar, and I still have that guitar somewhere. And uh, so yeah, and then after I got that guitar and started playing, like I taught myself how to play, and then my youth pastor got me this acoustic. It was like, "All right, but what was this your is for what you. was your um, worship?" Like music influences back then, because mine was like Hillsong. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what we were doing here. A lot of Hillsong, like Planet Shakers. Yeah. Um, Mainly those two off the top of my head. I don't know that Bethel Elevation was, like, big yet, at least for me. Yeah, kind of. Not super big. I mean, we were also, like, so my church uh, that I grew up in, like, kind of had, like, Pentecostal background. Mm -hmm. So we were doing some, like, gospel, but, like, not, like, super, like, not like Fred Hammond. It was, like, Israel type stuff. Like CCM gospel meet in the middle kind of vibe. Yeah, for sure. So we we did that and... um, that's just kind of where, where I started. So at 12, I was like leading worship every Sunday. And then, dude, at 14, that's when I started leading worship for our adults. Four- at 14 years old, we had a, we used to do like a back to school service mm-hmm. every year. And that, and the youth would take over. So the first year we did, I was like 13. I didn't really like lead or anything. Yeah. I was just kind of background. I think I played keys for one song and like did background vocals for another song. But then like that next year, we had camp and like, that year at camp, this is literally 2011, like, was when, like, I really encountered God yeah. for, like, the first time. And that moment was just, like, so crazy and, like, intense and, like, I don't know. It was, like, in that, like, kind of as, like, the presence of God was, like, falling on me or whatever. For like, sure. I, I, like, spoke and, like, kind of gave, like, an exhortation. And it was, like, this marking moment of, like, oh, like, th- like yeah, this guy has yeah. got it. You know what I mean? And from that moment on, I just started, like, leading, like, like stronger. So when we had that back to school service, I led like mm-hmm. a couple songs and like led like I guess good enough to where the worship leader for the main service at the adult service was like, like, We want you on the weekends. Yeah. So I started leading worship for our adults at fourteen years old. And That's I did great. that every Sunday until until, you know until until I moved to Tulsa and then kept yeah. doing it there as well yeah so i mean like i remember having a conversation with someone at victory when i was like 18 when i first started leading there and he was like yeah. dude you're so like seasoned for how young for you how are. young you are like you're yeah. 18 years old like leading thousands of people in worship and like confident well yeah. yeah and he's like how is this like what what's and i'm like dude i've been doing this for like <laughs> at that point i'd already been doing it for four years you yeah. know like leading adults it wasn't just and doing youth and doing like you know, other events and stuff, yeah. you know, at, like around school and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, that's that's kind of like the journey of like how I got to to ORU. I mean, I chose to go to ORU because yeah. of um, it was between ORU and Houston Baptist University. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Houston for a, a long time because we had like some people that we were connected with down there and I wanted to kind of be a part of what was going on there. But um, I chose ORU because I just felt like I was going to be spiritually formed there like yeah. uh houston baptist is a good school but i just didn't think that it was going to give me the spiritual formation that i needed yeah. and when i did my research into ORU, it just looked like it was going to be more uh, of a spiritual yeah very form, yeah. very spiritual and and when i when I, I remember my first my freshman year there like i just knew that i had made the right decision sure. you know but yeah uh, that's that's kind of like 
how I got to Tulsa and, yeah. and victory and all that fun stuff. That's fun, bro. Yeah. Uh, as you as you were breaking that down, I kind of got this memory of like, because when, when I was coming up, I as soon as I I, I was I felt like I was a little bit of a late late, late bloomer. I started singing when I was like 17, 18. Yeah. I, I was playing bass only. 13 to 17, that's like my, that was my whole so you, spiel. you do play bass. Yes, but that, that was, <laughs> but I hadn't played in like years yeah, when we yeah, linked yeah. up, but that was like my, my thing. I went to right. music school for it. Like if anyone needed me on a worship set it's to play bass, that, wow. that was it. So yeah. dude, literally one day to the next, when I was 16, 17, I was like, I feel like I need to sing. Yeah. And, and uh, but uh, what's funny is that like the church you grew up in, mm-hmm. church, I also grew up like small Hispanic church. There wasn't like this structure of like there's kids worship, there's right. youth worship, there's right. young adults, and there's it's just if you sing, you're running it, the main service. Yeah, that's it. So uh, I I didn't think of that, and um, I had this conversation with my friend John recently, but I I don't know um, I, I don't know how it is here, but at least what I've observed, I, I feel like there's this generation of of like our age. Uh, worship leaders, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't see the same. I don't, I don't know if we've done a bad job of handing it off to the younger kids, mm. but I don't see another fourteen-year-old Timmy coming around. It's always like, right. okay, well, we'll get them when they're twenty-one, and right. they've done a thousand youth service. But I just don't, I haven't seen that. Yeah, and um, I, I led um, a youth team, and I try to be better about it. So I, I don't know if we were just built different to where right. maybe we had that extra gear that helped us jump. Yeah, but I don't know what your mind is on that. That that's just an observation I had while you were talking. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting you say that because I feel like I've noticed that as well. I mean, even like I, I can't really speak to everyone's experience. Even when we were growing up, I felt like there weren't a lot of us. Yeah, you know, like it like it wasn't super common. Like to you like, were, I, I you could probably empathize with me, but like yeah. because you were like the music dude right. when you were young like yeah i was m- me i had another friend jeremiah like we were like the duo the young yeah. guys that were like coming up yeah um but i just haven't seen that bro yeah it's it's interesting it's an interesting thing i i again i can't really i'm not super uh it's not like has an answer yeah yeah like i'm not super involved in like youth ministry anymore so mm-hmm. like i don't really know like it, i can't give you like a heartbeat of like mm-hmm. you know what, like what's the zeitgeist of youth ministry yeah, right yeah. now? Like I don't like I, I couldn't tell you like, but I I do feel like even here like I we don't have a youth band right now you mm-hmm. know and like that kind of breaks my heart dude like mm-hmm. like when I think about that um, even like the church that I was working at you know the last church that I worked at um, the youth band was non-existent. non-existent it was like maybe three or four kids and like mainly singers like not a lot of musicians mm-hmm. you know i feel like a lot of kids don't play instruments these days it's like one thing yeah, it's like a I big thing like what all kids want to be djs now like kids don't get guitars anymore they get laptops you know mm-hmm. so it's like they're like making beats and stuff yeah so it's like it's just maybe, a different bro, generation you know i i mean maybe i could be premature and just like maybe that's the direction stuff's going like everything's just freaking electronic worship yeah (laughs) 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 um now so bringing the the conversation back so so one thing i did i did feel like you could bring a lot of value to yeah that you have done for me Mm -hmm. was that you were the first like person that it had a little bit of a shock factor with me we were talking about church and some insecurities i had yeah you're like no bro i'm good at what i do i know i'm and i was like what like Hmm. like I, i i don't know why at church like I was brought up like, and it it is true that it is a huge honor for me to do this. And it was like, 
like I'm begging for this opportunity. But when you said that, it shifted my mind of like, no, like I'm, they're also blessed to have me. Right. Right. And just because of that doesn't mean that they could stomp all over my my boundaries and my limits and Absolutely. my mental health and stuff like that. So like when you said that of like no, I'm I'm him. Mm-hmm. I think that you could speak into like a healthy balance of like don't let church just kind of pummel your yeah. your standards or your like yourself, you know. Yeah, I think uh I think it's important to understand your giftings mm-hmm. and understand that um The, the stage has a validating factor to it, mm-hmm. which is why I think some people want the stage so badly mm-hmm. is because if they're on a stage, my gift is now validated. Yeah. Now, I think some people take that to an extreme and now aim for a stage for the purpose of validation. But I think every worship leader needs to know if you have a microphone in your hand, you're good. Yeah at least good enough for where you're at, yeah. right? You know what I mean? So I think that just should alleviate some pressure already. Yeah, and like I think, the fact that you made it here. Like there's levels yeah. of this, yeah. There's levels, man. And so now it's like, okay, now that I'm here, what am I doing? What am I doing with this platform? What am I doing with this opportunity that I've been given? Yeah. Am I going to just come up here and just sing the song exactly like the recording and just, yeah. you know, trying to fit in this box? Or am I going to lead? Show, show up. Am I going to minister? Am I yeah. going to, you know, do war? Like, to me, worship is like warfare. and mm. You know what I mean? That's kind of cliche. But, like, For am real? I going to go to battle on behalf of these people that I have in front of me? Because I have a responsibility to these people. Yeah. Like, this is not a game. Like, I'm mm. here to to stand in the gap. I'm here to facilitate an environment for people with real issues to encounter a real God. And I think when you think about the purpose of why you're even on the stage in general, all the other stuff fades away, man. Cause at the end of the day, it's not about me. You know, I've been given this opportunity to now do something with it. And I think the more that you do things, the more that you lead and the more that people respond and the more that you see a, a response to the way you lead, yeah. I think it, it develops a confidence in you to where you're like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm good at this. I do hear from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, it's like people ask me all the time, like I would get these questions on like, oh, how did you know to go into that song? Like, how did you know to go into this song? It's like, I, I didn't. I just, I felt it. I yeah. went and people responded. Yeah. So it was the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? Pull, pulling, like yeah. if I did it and nothing happened, then I know that's me. Yeah. But if I like go into this song and like something shifts, mm-hmm. okay, like. That's true. Then that's the, true. I was supposed to do yeah. that. You know what I mean? And then obviously there's like submission and all this stuff. Like, you know, if your pastor is like, stop and you keep going, then you got an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But like if I have, if I'm in a space where I've been given free reign to just minister mm-hmm. and, you know things like that happen and people respond, then, okay, I like, yeah. there's some merit to this, you know? Sure. So I, I feel like that's a really long answer and we're going to have a lot of those, but no, I talk a lot. It's all good, but, bro. But I feel like back to your question of just like, um, like knowing I'm him. Yeah. No, like, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'm him. I hate saying <laughs> that, but just like the confidence of no, like, confidence you know, of yeah. the value that you bring. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just like, you know, I've, I've been doing this a long time. Like I know I'm, I'm a good worship leader, you know, but yeah. like, it's not about being a good worship leader. You yeah. know, what, what does it even mean to be a good worship leader? Yeah. You know, 
I mean, um, there's a lot of people would answer that question a lot of different ways. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, another another thing that I did want to hit is that you've you've uh, you've served at church in every single capacity possible. You've been a staff member, you've been a volunteer, you've been a contractor, stuff like that. And we were having this conversation earlier where I was like, um, I think there's a lot of I, I don't I don't know if maybe this is like my head, mm-hmm. but I I've been in a, a place where. I thought, okay, well, if I if I want to be at a church that I love, yeah. that has talented people, I have to sacrifice on my behalf and not get paid to mm. do this in order to be part of something that I'm actually sold out to. Or do I get paid and sacrifice my preference mm. and go somewhere that I would have to build it from the ground up and maybe right. they don't have as much talent or stage design or like right. I would have to be the one like building it. And not necessarily that any any preference is wrong right but um i don't know what you would um speak to someone that's maybe in that predicament right now maybe even just yeah. selfishly yeah i think you have to understand like i think the one thing you have to understand is the is the like the law of compensation like like the way compensation works like your compensation is usually going to be uh it's going to be like i i, I don't know why I, I'm blanking on this word that I'm trying to think of, but it's, it's going to be proportionate to the amount of work that you're doing. Right. Mm. So at a place like, at, a, at like, let's say you're at a smaller church that's building something from the ground up. Yeah. That's going to take a lot of work. Yeah. Extra communication, extra lot, organization, like extra execution. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of work. And so, yeah, you might get paid a little bit more because, and it, and it may not look, you may not be as busy as you would at like a larger church where you have a ton of events but just that work of like getting to know the people because that's really what it's about at the end of the day is the relationships that you build that work of like, I don't know, like you're going to have to probably, if you, if you want to do crazy lights and do like visuals on your led wall, you're making that mug. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, it's not like, like you have a creative team. Exactly. That you can walk no, to the you, like, hey, you're you- the creative team, bro. Yeah. Like, it, like that's your job. So like yeah, you're gonna get paid a little bit more because you're gonna have to do a lot more. That's true. But then you go to a, like a larger church where like, dude, when I was at Victory, bro, my job on a Sunday morning was show up. My in ears were ready for me. My mic was ready for me. Here you go, Timmy. Get on stage, do my thing, put my stuff down, and go home. Yeah, that's true. There's a there's a there's an AV team set in place. There's a tech. You know what I mean? Some, I'm not. Someone I'm not made thinking, the tracks. Absolutely. Yeah. Someone else made the visuals. That's someone else is doing the lights. Someone else is doing all these other things that I care about. Mm-hmm. That I have maybe some influence in, like maybe I uh, have an opportunity to speak into what's happening. But at good. the end of the day, I'm not the one pressing the button. You know what I mean? I'm not the one inside yeah. After Effects making the visuals. Someone else is who's way better than me at it, mm-hmm. and they're paying him. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're paying this guy, and they're paying that guy, and they're paying so many more people to do the same outcome. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're gonna get paid a little bit less because you you're not doing as much. Mm-hmm. Now, you also have to understand if it's a larger ministry, there's also a demand thing. There's going to be the the size of the ministry is going to attract certain people. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be people who will do it simply because, of like, bro, Elevation it, yeah. calls you right now For and free. says, bro, come come lead worship, come be on an album. We can't pay you, but come through. You got to pay your you got to pay your way there. Play for pay for a hotel, pay yeah. for your food immediately. Yeah, you're there, bro. Mm-hmm. Say less. Yeah, say less. Why? Because yeah. it's the opportunity. You know that you're going to be in front of a bunch of people and it might open other doors for you. Yeah. With a lot of these churches, it's the same thing. You're on a massive platform 
in front of thousands of people, they know that, okay, I got to pay you. Get out of here, bro. This kid will do it for free. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So I, I think that's, t- I think it's, at the end of the day, it comes down to like, it's not, it really isn't about the money at all. Yeah. It's where you call to. Yeah. And, and like, does this church line up with my values? Like, does it line up with my theology? Like, am I called to be here? One. Yeah. And two, am I valued? Yeah. That's good. That is the big thing for me is I remember one of my mentors told me this, and I've, I I tell this to everyone when they're like, oh, I'm looking for a job. I can't decide between these two. Go where you're valued. Go where you're valued. That's a good word. Yeah, man. And value is way more than just money. Yeah. Compensation is more than just money. Yeah. You know, go that, where you're valued. So, so, bro, me, so what the conclusion I've got to is because I think there was like a, a, a teeny little window where I was like, well, I know I'm a worship leader that's a, of the caliber of worth of getting compensated. Right. And so when I wasn't, it was like, well, do you value me? But um, I think in its most simple form, I realized that the gift that I was given, now I have a responsibility to serve my community. And so where where is my community? Where where do I feel valued? Where do I feel loved just for being Jacob, not yeah. for being the singer, the singer or something? Yeah. So the church I'm at now, like it's not like I get compensated really, but it's healing because I actually want to be there. Right. And I actually want to sing with these people. Yeah. And they know what I've been through. And they, like, I rock with them, bro. And the, right. the preaching is sound. And, I like, I could stand by this confidently and say, this is this is where. This I'm, is my place. This is my place right now. Yeah, that's how I feel so, about this place, man. Yeah. Like, I, I I don't, I mean, they pay me a little bit to do worship here. But it's not anything that is, like, going to change not, my life. It's not like you know you're going to make a living. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. can't, I definitely can't make a living. Off. It's gas money. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, if that. So, like, so. And I'm grateful. I'm not. I don't want to sound yeah, like I'm yeah. like I'm grateful for it. But it's like I my new philosophy as coming from someone who's like I've done the thing where I've worked at a church for a check, you know, yeah. and it it crushed my soul. Yeah, you it, were telling me it's too it, uh, it, it's, it's too expensive. Too expensive. It's, it's too expensive. expensive. You know what I mean? Like if if working at a church that pays you a lot of money is at the cost of your of your soul, your soul, it's too expensive. Okay, not not you know? in a sell your soul kind of bad way but more of like it takes your time your emotions your relationships like like everything important to you essentially i like when i think about how i grew up bro i spent a lot of time in church so i spent so much time in church and i say this all the time i spent so much time in church that my nigerian parents if you know anything about nigerians they love the lord bro my god-fearing nigerian parents were like Timmy, chill. <laughs> like you were chill. sleeping there. That's how much time I spent at church. Dude, I loved church growing up. I loved church. And it's like I did so much for free. Yeah. I was running around DFW doing worship and stuff for free, for the free. Didn't even think about money. Did yeah. he? And it's like to go from that to... Now I'm here for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. There's a disconnect there, bro. How do you go from doing something out of the goodness of your heart and just for free? And then when I did get that- paid, like here's 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 the trajectory, right? I was doing it for free. Was at a church where I would have been for free, but they paid me, so I was grateful because I was like, "Yo, I would be here for free, mm-hmm. but y'all see my value, and now you're giving me a check, you know, to keep me around so that I can so that I can." So it's worth my time to be here so much. Mm. 
I was grateful for that. Again, it wasn't much, but I was grateful because, like, hey, I love this ministry. I want to like be you didn't here. Expect it, I didn't yeah. expect it to be paid at all. I, I would have done any, all the things that they had me doing, I would have done for free, yeah. you know? But then now I'm somewhere where I probably wouldn't be here on my own, but I'm here because I'm getting a check. And you've, you've painted a picture of what this place could be. Mm-hmm. And now you've sold me something that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. And you're like, hey, you can build it. Here's, However resources many, yeah, to make here's it, the yeah. resources to make this happen. Yeah. And it's like, if you're a builder and that excites you, fine. But now it's like, oh. That's a lot of work. <laughs> that's a lot of work. And like, yeah. I actually would never attend this church, you know, yeah. on my own. That's, that was another point you, that you gave me too. You're like, if, if you get an, an offer to work somewhere, like don't take it if you wouldn't go there yeah, already. That's yeah. my new philosophy with the church. And that's like, like people ask me a lot, like, would you, like, are you, I don't know. I don't know why I give off the vibe that, like, I don't want to do church stuff anymore. Yeah. That's definitely not true. Like, yeah. I would still definitely work at a church. But, like, my new philosophy is, like, if I wouldn't attend this church how it is right now, if I wouldn't sit in those pews and just attend, yeah. I have no business. All right, brother. We're reaching the halfway point of the pod. We're going to do the social media deep dive. Oh, wow. So, speaking of, I have two pictures from your Instagram. Sick. Um your Instagram goes through a lot of free construction. It, it changes all the time. I'm, so, I'm so someone needs to like take my phone away, or like I need to give my access to Instagram to someone else. Sometimes you'll have one post on there, yeah, and then sometimes you'll like have a little beautiful little nine square. Mm-hmm. Right now, it was one of those nine square moments. Yeah. So I have two pictures. This is the first one, and then you just tell us the deeper story behind the. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What's going on here, dude? That was a. Um, Got the opportunity, me and my boy Weston, to to DJ uh, a youth event at Kane's Ballroom, um, like for church. Yeah, it was a church. It was a church thing. I think it was Youth Fest. It was like mm-hmm. one of the ones they did. But it was super sick. It was like at the end of the 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 night, and we just did like a DJ set, mm-hmm. and it was like super sick. Just like just beats and yeah, dude, like DJing and like you know an auditorium, whatever it's called, full of kids, just like. Super energetic, and yeah. I think we had at one point we had like uh, Brandon Benjamin come out and like play drums with us. And Who like, took that shot? One of the many photographers that were there last night. I think I don't can't remember who specifically shot that shot, but um, that's one of my favorites for sure. That was yeah. a, that was a really fun experience, and I think the best part about that was getting it to was getting to do it with my boy Weston. Like that yeah. was that that's was super boy. fun. Yeah, that that's is my boy. Um, bro, what I this picture I like if I zoom in, I feel like. People are looking the other way. Really? Yeah. But- oh, yes, yes, yes. You are right about that. So uh, that was at Legendary Conference, which is a youth conference here in Dallas. Mm. And um, there was, like, the stage, and then they had, like a, like, a catwalk up to, like, another, like, platform, like, on top. But, like, so, like, it's like an auditorium, but they have, like, um, uh, bleacher seating. Mm-hmm. So this little ramp like went up to like the top of the bleachers. So you have all the kids down up front, but then you also have like all the kids on the bleachers. And then so this platform was like literally like yeah. in the center of the bleachers. So I like it was like you're, during a fast song. Up. Yeah. So I like, ran up to this like top of the bleacher and like was like going crazy up there. And they snapped that photo from me. Like, so that's right why the kids, like you were going up and the kids in the back. Yeah, so that's like, why the kids in the back look like they're facing, because they're facing the stage, but like yeah. and there's a bunch of kids on like the, I was like, what's this on guy the Yeah, it, it does like, it is, it is super confusing if you like look at it hard, but yeah. um, 
yeah, that was that was a really fun fun moment. There's like, I did I think I did it at the conference for like three years. So it was like three years in a row that they brought me out, which is awesome. It's a great fire. great church, great ministry. Um, bro, so back half of the pod, um, we can talk about what's going on in your life. Yeah, in a, in a more present for sure. time. Uh, so we were having this conversation conversation earlier. We basically had three episodes today, but we just didn't have the mic on. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk about how your um your perspective on uh, musicians that are like struggling with this, uh, like doing music outside of church, yeah, and then balancing like the worship scene because you kind of had that a little bit, like yeah, making music that's like not necessarily like worship music, right. but it's not like it's bad. It's just yeah, balancing both artistry and worship leading. Yeah, I think um, for me, like as as much as I've I've been a worship leader for a very long time. And I can I can only speak for me in this in this yeah. instance. I you know I think I, I got to give you guys context on myself before I can really talk about other people because I yeah. feel like it's it just depends on who you are. Yeah. For me, I've been a worship leader for a long time, but I've also been a performer for a long time. So I did a lot of like I'm going to call it theater. It wasn't really theater, but I was in like choir and stuff in like mm. middle school and high school. And I mean, I'm not. We're not singing worship songs and you know what i mean so like i learned how to perform right Mm -hmm. and all through like college like i was in a band in college that we you know we were doing like secular music and like we we were pretty good like i i would say that like for me in my life the response that i've gotten leading worship has been the same when i was just performing Mm -hmm. in the sense that like you know, people aren't getting saved when I'm performing, but they enjoy seeing me perform. People yeah. enjoy watching me on stage. So for me, I think what, like, while I'm grateful for that, it made it confusing because it was like, it'd be easy to just do worship music if I sucked at everything else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, that makes me sound like such a whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm a good performer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm, I feel like I'm, just as good at the secular stuff and i hate that word secular but i feel like i'm just as good as at the non-christian stuff as i am with the christian stuff Mm. so if you're someone who has an interest in doing both like worship and like being an entertainer i think the first question you have to ask yourself is like what do people respond to yeah i think you have to be really objective with yourself which is difficult it's hard to be objective but you have to genuinely ask yourself what do people respond to yeah would i say that people respond just as much to my secular stuff as they do the the christian stuff maybe not but most of my audience right now is christian so of course they're going to respond more to that yeah but i will say that the the feedback that i've gotten from people who are outside of the church world who've listened to my music has also been positive, Yeah, you know? So I think that I've been graced to do both. Mm-hmm. I'm That's not the same for everyone. Yeah, like I, I'm one of those where I've, I've never even tried right. to to go the other way. I've never been like an entertainer or performer, just always just straight up sang at church. Right. And then if I do make music that's not like under the church, it's worship-based. Right, like, right. Like you could sing it at church essentially. Yeah, yeah, so but, I'm I mean, one of those, yeah. Even the conversation that we're having today, like earlier, like I decided recently that, okay, 
if I'm going to make secular music, if I'm going to make music that isn't worship music, it can't contradict what I'm doing in the church. Not your beliefs. Yeah, yeah it can't. It, it cannot. I, I don't want people to look at the Timmy project and the Arissa project and be like, who are these people? I want them. I want there to still be a sense of like cohesiveness. Yeah, and for me, it's like a, the Arissa project is an, is like an art project. Mm-hmm. It's not even like I'm not trying to be like a pop star. Like yeah. I'm just expressing myself, and expressing myself is even not. I, I would even say that I'm just sharing the things that I make in like a moment. Yeah, like people have different hobbies. People play video games. People do sports. But I make music. Yeah. Like. I go home and I open my laptop and I open Ableton and I make music. That's like a, it's like a pastime for yeah. me. Quick, quick plug, Arisa. You know on, what I mean? Uh, Spotify. <laughs> so it's, it's like, so for me, I make these beats or whatever, these songs, and it, most of it is just like stream of consciousness. It's just like what is coming out in that moment. Yeah. And it just happens to like not suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, for me, it's like, I, I make these things, I like it. And it's like, I listen to it over and over and over just in the car or whatever, yeah. why not share it with other people? Yeah. Like maybe other people might yeah, like bro, it for, too. For people you know? who haven't heard your music, you were talking about like invoking an emotion. Yeah. Essentially. Cause like with worship music and like outside music, yeah. essentially people come to feel something for sure. So how, like if you go guys go listen to Timmy's music, it's not like typical song structure. Like yeah. you have a song, I'm upset that cuts off like right like it, yeah. it feels like it should end like longer but it doesn't it just cuts off like halfway yeah you're like that's all that came out that's that's it that's the verse and then one was like a it was like a hook yeah one verse hook one more time a minute 30 done. seconds done yeah, out. Done. so I mean but I, I love your mindset on it it's not like you're trying to write a hit that's gonna be on the charge but it's 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 good like bro it, it has thousands of streams because people are running it back but yeah not it's not traditional you're just trying to invoke yeah emotion i'm yeah. i'm just trying to make people feel something mm-hmm. you know and i think i think if we're on like i hate saying this and like it's gonna make me sound like i don't love god or believe in god but like we're kind of doing the same thing in church like yeah. with the lights and everything like we're trying to make people feel make a moment make yeah. a moment you know yeah. and it's like for me like i if there's anything I'm good at, it's creating spaces. Mm-hmm. For me, when I when I lead worship, when I'm doing anything church-related, my mindset is, how do I create a space where people can encounter God? Mm-hmm. That That is church for me. How do I create a space where people can encounter God? I take that same mindset to my creativity when I, when I make music, when I do shows and things like that, is how can I make people feel something and it's still be it'll be fun like we'll have fun like i have some upbeat songs that we can dance to like we'll dance we'll have a good time but there will be a moment where you feel something and i played a show the last show i played was in january in la and the one feedback that i got from the majority of the people that were in the crowd was that it was emotional they felt something and to me, that that's a win. That is art. That's what people remember. Like this TikTok crap where you ha- hear a song for 10 seconds, it's stuck in your head and it's over. Like that stuff is here today, gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And whatever. Make the song for virality. Go for yeah. it. But 
I feel like I make music that sticks with people because they have an emotional connection to it. And that is what I'm trying to do is I want you to hear my music and, and it, and it remind you of whatever, yeah. you know, whatever you can ascribe your own meaning to it. But I, you know, if, if you listen to it, something and it like, and it does something to you, then I did my job. Yeah, AR, you know? AR generated your album art. Yeah, yeah, two two album arts, two album covers. That I are thought AI it was generated. just uh, another disappointment. Was another one too? Uh, aren't you bored of me? Awesome. That one is also AI generated as well. Wow. Yeah, shout out designer? AI. Yeah, AI is my uh, creative director. Creative director, one of, one of many. Bro, uh, closing comments. Stuff that you're excited about right now. Um, stuff for the future. Um, and then after that, uh, plug. Plug your music, plug your socials, where people can find you, all that stuff. But what you excited about right now? I'm excited for life, man. I'm just excited to just like just continue growing in you're back my, home and your yeah, church. Yeah, just continue growing in my artistry, continue growing in my my faith, continue growing, you know, mentally, spiritually, physically, all those things. You know, yeah. um, I think I'm just I'm just grateful to be alive. Yeah. It's it's been it's been a wild few years and like there were some moments that got pretty dark. So I'm yeah. I'm grateful to be alive. But uh if you want to follow me, just at Timmy Arissa on all on all social media, just T I M M Y A R I S A on everything, just Timmy Timmy Arissa. And then my artist project is Arissa, just all caps A R I S A. Um you'll see me um, just my face. And um, um, yeah, I've got a few songs out. Not um, the case. Yeah. Run it back. Yeah. I got a few songs out and there's more on the way. So I'm in the studio right now working on some new stuff with some producers and I'm really excited about it. And um, hopefully you'll hear some stuff soon. We're collaborating. Bro, let's go. Let's go. Let's run it, bro. Let's run it. Man, I love you, dude. Thanks for making time for this, for real. Dude, thank you for having me on, for real. Like I said earlier, like you're one of my favorite people. Like, I love you, for real. And I'm proud of what you're doing on this podcast. So thank you for letting me be a part. You're doing it. Yes, sir. Just run it back. Yes, sir. I'll see you next time. Yes, sir. Tell me who you know.